This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm so excited today to learn from and with Roseanne Chang. Roseanne, I met because her assistant reached out to pitch me, and we were talking before we started recording about how absolutely appropriate and targeted the pitch was. And that's why we're on this episode today, because Roseanne followed the great advice that she gives to other authors in terms of finding a relevant podcast to pitch. And so she secured this spot to talk with me. And I'm so glad that you did, Roseanne. Before we dive into our discussion today, I'd love it if you would take a few moments to tell our listeners a little bit about you and your work in the world. Sure. Yep. So my name is Roseanne Chang. I published my first book, about a decade ago, which is, as we know, light years in the publishing world. And my story for publishing my own books, they were fiction. My first two books are fiction. It just was started with that dream that so many authors and writers have of just seeing a story to completion, reading it and thinking, gosh, this thing is actually pretty good. I think it has a space in the world. And putting that book out there and then a second book out there and just learning that writing the book and marketing the book and selling the book are two totally different animals. And so uh, with both their rewards and challenges. So I published my first two fiction books, like I said, about a decade ago, and then learned so much through that process and, and created a very close relationship with my publishers, Wise and Creative Publishing out of Minneapolis, that I decided I wanted to go work with them and teach other authors what I knew about how to get your book out into the world. So I worked with them for over four years with hundreds of authors, all very different genres and ideas for their careers and what success looked like for them. And then after about four years there, I partnered with another author who I had met through Wise Inc., who was, um, is, we call her kind of a technology ninja. She figured out how to get her book seen on Amazon and make passive income as an author. And so she and I are both former educators. So we figured we would get together and create a school, an online school called Evergreen Authors, where we teach authors the joy and the art of getting your book out into the world and making a career as a writer. So that's why where I uh, come from and why I'm here today. Amazing. And we will make sure that all the links to Roseanne's work are in the show notes. So Roseanne, you mentioned that your school is called Evergreen Authors, and you also have a book by the same name. Before we dive in further, could you tell us a little bit about the book? Yeah, absolutely. So Evergreen Authors started out as um, online courses to teach authors how to launch their books and how to run Amazon ads. And you know, it was interesting because last summer, I ended up making a cross-country move from Minneapolis to Arizona. And on the way, uh, you know, driving through Wyoming, I remember thinking to myself, you know what? I think that I could probably reach more people 
if we had a book that went along with some of our core values and philosophy at Evergreen Authors. As you'll see as we talk further, we are very much about making things simpler and more joyful. And I really wanted to put that down in a way that resonated with authors, the way that we see ourselves resonating with authors. We are very much into real talk, right? So I'm not interested in telling you that you too can wind up on Oprah's couch if you really think positively. I'm all about like the real work that goes behind book marketing. And the good news is some of that work doesn't have to be as hard as you think it is. In fact, it can be really fun and really joyful. So I I started brainstorming what my seven-step process would be to be an evergreen author and ended up writing the book, publishing it last year. Um, I guess it was November of last year. And now we just see that as being what so many authors, so many nonfiction authors have nowadays, which is this book that is their elevated business card, right? People are finding evergreen authors through our book, The Evergreen Author. And it's just another way of reaching people um, where they are. So what do you mean when you say evergreen author? Yes. So evergreen authors is the name of our business. It's the name of our book because we feel very strongly that the most successful authors, the happiest authors are the ones who are all about sustainability. They're creating a writer career, an author career that is something that they can do for the long haul, the long term. I know from my own personal experience, when my first couple of books came out, these were fiction books for middle and high school students. So I was going to schools, I was teaching classes, I was just running myself ragged selling books. I sold books. There's no doubt. I sold books, but I was exhausted. After a year of doing that with two little kids, it was just too much for me. And so when we created Evergreen Authors, when we create our masterclasses, we're not interested in taking advantage of like bursts of creativity, like these bursts of energy that authors get. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about when they say, oh, today's the day I'm going to run my Amazon ads, right? But they haven't put any thought behind them and they just press a button and sort of hope for the best. That's not what we're looking for. We kind of actually feel like that's a recipe for disaster when it comes to book marketing because everything, you know, this is a long game. It's not a sprint. You're going to be intentional with how you put yourself out there, whether it's social media or otherwise. These things take time and patience to build. So, you know, if you want your career to be evergreen, you have to take your patience with you. And that's actually a good thing. So Roseanne, you mentioned to me that you and your business partner talk a lot about finding joy in book marketing and you talked about making it fun. So why do you think so many authors find it so difficult or are finding that joy in the process of marketing their books is elusive? Yeah, that's the question, right? I think that the narrative around book marketing that authors have heard over and over again over the past few years is it's so much work, it's so hard, you're a creative, you're a writer, you're too busy for this, you need to hire it out and spend thousands and thousands of dollars. We also think that the narrative is you have to be everywhere and anywhere. You need a YouTube channel, you need to be on Facebook, you need to be on Twitter, you need to be on Instagram, you need to be doing all the things if you want to have success. And I can tell you, I've met many authors and worked with many authors over the years who are doing all the things and they're spending a ton of money 
and they're absolutely miserable. I can't tell you how many authors come to us on a monthly basis and say, I've been working on my Facebook profile, my Facebook platform, my Facebook page for two years. And it's so frustrating. I'm on there for two hours a day. I'm trying so hard. I hate Facebook. If it wasn't for everyone telling me I needed to be on there, then I wouldn't do it. And my first response to them is always, if you hate Facebook, get off Facebook. You do not need to be there. You don't need to be doing anything. What you need to be doing is finding one or two things that you enjoy doing when it comes to your book or your brand or your business or whatever it is that you're doing to put yourself out there and do those things, those one or two things really well. If you love blogging, blog all the time. If you hate blogging, don't do it, right? Because it really shows if you hate that. Um, So many authors... And this was true when I was working at a publishing company as well. It was always like, can't we just come up with a checklist for every author? You know, once they're ready to launch their book, like here's the checklist of things you need to do. And I tried to make it many times, but the truth is that checklist does not exist. I can have two books that are the same genre, similar message, similar voice, but I have one author who's a single mom who has three kids and is working two jobs and another author who is retired and has all the money in the world to spend on marketing. Their two marketing plans are going to look totally different. And even though the book is exactly the same, because the truth is one of them is going to be able to find joy doing different things than the other one. And so we're all about capitalizing on that. If something brings you joy, do more of it because that really is what's going to sell you books. So you did reference already what some authors see as draining their joy. But I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about that. Like, Are there any common themes to what you see draining authors' joy related to book marketing? Yeah. I mean, I do think social media is a big one. And we talk about this in the Evergreen Author in one of the first chapters is part of being an Evergreen Author is being really honest about what your goals are. And so I will have some authors say, you know, my goal is to be famous, right? Well, if that's your goal and that is truly your goal, then then you do need to have a presence on these social media platforms. And it really does make sense for you to just go all in and make videos and do Facebook lives and, and all that sort of stuff to bring people to you. And again, if that brings you joy, then do it. But I have other authors, like I said, who are doing all these things because someone told them they had to, right? And it shows and it makes... And they're sort of like... We call it slinging mud against the wall, right? They're just like, oh, let me try this. Oh, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try Pinterest for a day and see what happens. But these platforms are all very different and unique. Their audiences are very different and unique. So you really need to find a couple that you enjoy being a part of. So I would say social media is something that drains people's joy just because there's this weird misconception that they're all the same. They're all not. And so you need to find one or two that you really enjoy. I will say too that I think some authors, they they get very caught up in what a speaking presence might look like. And so like they'll hear, especially for a nonfiction author, they'll hear, I need to be speaking engagements, right? Well, I have some authors who, and I've worked with many actually over the years who say, I hate public speaking. I hate doing it, but everyone tells me I need to be doing it. And I just think that every time you're public speaking and you hate doing it, you are just draining more and more joy and energy that you don't need to be doing. Put that joy and energy towards something that's exciting for you. And again, we talk about this in the book, but 
For some people, the idea of blogging every day is great. So they do that. They get really into SEO. They figure out how to get more eyes on their blog posts. And they're just really phenomenal at it. And it shows. The same thing goes with any of these book marketing efforts that bring you joy. So Roseanne, could you tell me how you apply the 80-20 rule to book marketing? Yes. So if you're unfamiliar with the 80-20 rule, it's also called the Pareto Principle. Basically, what this principle says in the marketing world in general is that 80% of your results are going to come from 20% of your work. So that means that the things that you are spending your time and energy on are going to result in 80 or that's going to be 80% of your results. So how this pertains to book marketing is this. We find that if authors are spreading themselves super thin all over the place, they're only, you know, they're putting a little bit of effort here, a little bit of effort there, they're throwing money on to this or that person without giving them much direction, then they're really not going to yield those results because they're not really giving themselves the opportunity to get really good at what they're doing or what they know or how they're reaching and touching people. So what we tell authors is to find that 20% that is going to give you the 80% results that you are looking for and just do those things really well. And we're not saying that you do 10 or 15 things. We're saying one or two. And this can be really liberating information for authors. It means that they come to us and they say, are you saying that I don't need to be blogging? No, you don't need to be blogging. I don't need to be pitching myself as a speaker. No, you don't have to if you don't want to. We have authors who say, you know what? I do so many different things, but the one thing that sells books for me is running Amazon ads. Great. Then stop doing all those other things and just really go all in on those Amazon ads. For us, for Josie and myself, we have found that there are two platforms that are really amazing for us. One is LinkedIn and the other is Pinterest. And we could have a whole different podcast about Pinterest and how and why we love it. It's not social media, but those two things are the things that really work for us. So you won't really find us on Facebook very often. I can't even remember the last time we posted on Facebook. You'll never find us on Twitter. We don't do Instagram. We're not saying that those aren't good tools. And if you are seeing results as an author on those platforms, absolutely go all in on it. But for us, you know, LinkedIn and Pinterest are where it's at for us. So we're just going to go all in on those two platforms so we can get 80% of our results. And that's exactly what works for us. It's exactly what we teach authors to do. Well, I would love to have another episode about Pinterest. So I love I'm just it. It's gonna, amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to circle back to that conversation. In the meantime, we wanted to wrap up today by thinking about if you have any specific advice for people who are independent authors. Yeah, I think you know it's an amazing time to be an independent author. Maintaining the control, the creative control around your work, what it looks like and how it is put out there in the world is really powerful if you let it. And so when we founded Evergreen Authors, it was really founded... Our, our flagship course, our masterclass course is taught by my business partner, Josie Robinson, who is a master on Amazon ads. And basically her whole philosophy now for years has been that Amazon is Google for readers. You go to Amazon and that toolbar up there with that search bar is really where people are going to solve problems. I want a blue infinity scarf, I'm going to put blue infinity scarf in that toolbar or that toolbar. It's the same thing for books. 
if you love historical fiction set in Paris in the 1920s, you're going to put historical fiction, Paris, 1920s. If you are having a problem at your workplace, leadership book for productivity, you're going to want your book to be the one that pops up when somebody is using that search bar to solve problems. And so that has been honestly one of the best ways that we can teach authors how to not just sell books because that's important and we want you to create passive income as an author, but also, and here's, it's the last chapter in the Evergreen Author Book, and it's my favorite chapter for a reason. It's all about not just selling the books, but also getting data from those sales, from the algorithms, from those keywords that is going to help propel you and move you forward into the next phase of your writing career, whatever that may be. So when I'm running Amazon ads and I see that you know my book sold really well in the month of August, I write for teachers mostly, right? So yes, that's August is when teachers are on Amazon searching for books for the classroom. And I see that I have a few keywords that are really the ones that are selling the most books for me. Those keywords are going to tell me something really, really important. They're not just going to tell me what's selling books. They're also going to tell me what my audience wants more of. So if I have a keyword that says using STEM in the classroom, then maybe I'll create a blog post that's all about using STEM in the classroom. It's the same if you have a business book, right? My business partner, Josie, writes about gratitude. So she'll take her keywords, whatever is really trending for her at the moment, and she'll create a blog post around that because she has data that supports that that is what's going to bring people to her. And so we really truly find that when you're running Amazon ads, especially as an indie author, that those can really be the wind in your sails as you propel your career forward. It's really awesome. Oh, that's super helpful. And for those of you who are listening who want to learn more about Amazon ads, we'll put some links in the show notes so that you can check out the resources that the Evergreen Authors folks have on Amazon ads and then that my team and I have created as well. So at the end of every episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast, Roseanne, we always want to give some actionable advice, some things that authors can do today to find more joy in their book marketing or to get more results as they seek to find readers for their books. And as I've been listening to you, one of the things that stands out to me as a potential action item from today's conversation is being willing to let go of the things that are draining your joy. Mm-hmm. So the number one action item that I'm going to challenge you all with today as you're listening is to think about your current efforts around book marketing and choose one thing to stop doing. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear about that. So if you choose one thing to stop doing, go ahead and send me an email. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com. I would love to know what you choose to stop doing as a result of listening to Roseanne's wisdom. So I'm giving people an action item to stop doing something. Roseanne, I'm wondering from our conversation if there's anything that you can encourage people to take action on today to actually do instead of stop doing. Oh, I love that. That is fantastic. You know, I think we're recording this as the world is sort of opening up after a year and a half of lockdown and pandemic. And and I know that a lot of authors have been coming to us lately and saying, you know, what does this mean for the future? What does this mean for me? Right. And I think that whether you are, maybe you have a book that came out years ago, or maybe you have one that's just coming out. My action item right now is for authors, no matter where they are at, is to think about how they can relaunch in this new 
reality, right? So, and that can look very different, but it could be, you know, maybe you have a book birthday party when you have, uh, when it's safe to gather, right? Or maybe you have learned how to use Zoom over the last year and a half. And you think to yourself, maybe there's a way that I can have a, you know, a weekly Zoom meeting, a, a standing one for the, even when the world opens back up again, or, you know, maybe there's a way that I could connect with a certain small business that might have really struggled in the last year and a half and host an event there and bring some people there. But my challenge for people right now is to take this new reality that we're in and not just throw your hands up and say, oh, it's too hard and no one's buying books right now anyway. I actually don't believe that to be the case at all. I think you have an opportunity now to sort of rethink, relaunch, rebrand in this new reality. I love that action step. And I hope that those of you who are listening to this episode, whether it's right when we've been opening back up when the episode first launches or later that you'll take Roseanne's advice to figure out a way to bring some new energy to your book in this new season. So before we wrap up for today, Roseanne, I'd love it if you can tell our listeners where they can find out more about you. And we will definitely put all those links in the show notes. Awesome. Yep. So my website is evergreenauthors.com. We have tons of resources on there. We have masterclasses. We have digital downloads. We have free YouTube videos. We are full of all sorts of different ideas on there. We have a download for uh, of templates, marketing templates for authors. If they're pitching themselves to a podcast like yours, how to do it right. We also have resources for Pinterest and um, all some of our other favorites as well. So evergreenauthors.com is where you want to go. Perfect. And I think I heard you say that your two primary social channels are LinkedIn and Pinterest. So if you're looking for Roseanne on social media, I think you will find her there. Thank you so much, Roseanne, for investing some time with me. And I know that our listeners will benefit from this episode. Thanks. You're so welcome. Great talking with you. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or have been enjoying our show, please consider leaving us a review. And as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to email Becky at Becky at weavinginfluence.com.